Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for those who have tuned in to this week's podcast. We pray for the new listeners. We continue to lift up the travelers for the holidays to keep them safe. We pray the blood of Jesus over bone cancer. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the head of every man, Jesus Christ, amen. My friends, we pick up this week's survey of Leviticus with chapter 9 as Moses commands Aaron to bring a calf as a sin offering for himself and a burnt offering for himself and the people. While the sin offering would have been a bullock, the calf was used as a reference to the golden calf Aaron made and thus it was his sin. These sacrifices were the first official duties of the priest. Then Aaron and Moses pronounced a benediction or blessing over the people. Folks, the benediction is the blessing given to you at the end of the worship service. Some people leave before the benediction is given and thus miss their blessing. In chapter 10, Aaron's sons offered unauthorized incense before the Lord, which he had not commanded. Verse 2 says, Fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Folks, this was an example of what the Lord requires from those who would serve him. Aaron's sons had overstepped their authority by offering incense, which was a job for their father Aaron or Moses. It further indicates that we must come before God in a manner that he prescribes. For those who want to know how to approach God, here are 10 ways to do so. Number one, set aside time to pray each day. Enough said. Number two, find ways to choose to seek God. Eliminate the noise surrounding your life. Number three, remove sinful actions from your life. God hates the sin, but loves the sinner. Number four, express your gratitude to God. You will have an attitude of gratitude when you have a personal relationship with him. Number five, read God's word to get to know him. He has revealed himself through his word. Number six, learn to be joyful in all circumstances. I once complained that I didn't have any shoes until I saw a man who didn't have any feet. Number seven, offer God praises even if they come through tears. Anyone can praise God when things are going great, but can you praise him in difficult times? Number eight, remove your heart's idols. In today's world, idols could be jobs, money, health, success, or family. Whatever is first place in your heart is what owns you. Number nine, surrender all areas of your life to his perfect will. God has a plan for each of our lives, and when we are in right relationship, we will go, say, and do the things that he has commanded us to do. And finally, number 10, pray to see what God has for you. When we are on the same page with God, we can see the evidence of his presence. My friends, when the bodies of the sons of Aaron were carried outside the camp for burial, you can imagine the fear of the priests and the Israelites. 
Aaron's two remaining sons were also cautious in that they burned the entire sin offering instead of eating the portion that was prescribed to them. In Leviticus 10 verses 8 and 9, the Lord warns Aaron that he and his sons were not to drink any alcohol when you go to the tabernacle of the meeting, lest you die. Chapter 11 contains the food laws, which have been controversial in nature as to why some are clean and some are declared unclean. The food laws were declared to separate the Israelites from the nations surrounding Canaan. The dietary laws applied today would mean no bacon cheeseburgers, no shrimp fried rice, no lobster bisque, no pork chops, and no baby back ribs. Leviticus 11 verses 4 through 30 is a list of unclean animals the Israelites were not to eat. What makes them unclean? They are on the list. Period. Leviticus 11 verses 44 and 45 proclaims, For I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore consecrate yourselves, and you shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall you defile yourselves with any creeping thing that creeps on the earth, for I am the Lord who brings you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall be holy, for I am holy. My brothers and sisters, last week we learned that to be holy meant to be separated. God required Israel to be separate, to be holy, because he was separate from all the other gods, little g, in the world. So how does Leviticus 11 apply to the modern-day Christian? Listen to what Peter writes in 1 Peter 1, verses 13 through 16. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. My friends, Peter is telling the New Testament church that we must be separate in our conduct. For Israel, the command to be holy included not eating certain foods. Now, because Christians are not under the Mosaic Covenant, those dietary laws do not apply to us. But the principle is the same. Be holy. Be separate. For God is holy. In Acts 10, Cornelius became the first Gentile convert. He did not convert to Judaism, then convert to Christ. In Acts 10, verses 9 through 16, the Lord tells Peter in a dream to kill and eat the unclean animals listed in Leviticus 11. Peter was a devout Jew who followed the dietary laws. But God says in Acts 10 verse 15, What God has cleansed, you must no longer consider unholy. Folks, God used the dietary laws to show a devout Jew that the Gentiles were no longer considered unclean. God used the unclean animals to paint a picture of the unclean nations. That's you and I. But now, thank God, we have been declared righteous by the blood sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Chapter 12 describes the ceremony for mothers after childbirth. One of the requirements was to bring a lamb as a burnt offering and a pigeon or turtle dove for the sin offering. The very poor could bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was so poor 
All she could bring as an offering was two turtle doves, and you find that in Luke 2, verses 22 through 24. Chapters 13, 14, and 15 deal with the diagnosis and treatment of infectious skin diseases, including leprosy. These laws were meant to protect the entire camp from the spread of disease. Qualified cases were declared unclean and put outside the camp. Those who were healed outside the camp could be readmitted to the fellowship inside the camp. Mold and mildewed items were also addressed in chapter 13. While chapter 13 identifies the diseases, chapter 14 addresses the rites and sacrifices of those stricken with diseases. Chapter 15 addresses the long-term discharge of a man, most likely gonorrhea. He was declared unclean along with his possessions, such as his bed, his chair, his spit, and anything else that would come into contact with him. But he was not put outside the camp. A man and woman engaged in intercourse would be declared unclean until evening after washing. A woman, after her monthly period, was declared unclean for seven days. Chapter 16 introduces the Day of Atonement and prepares Aaron, the high priest, for his duties. The priests were allowed into the holy place, which contained the lampstand, the table of the bread of the presence, and the altar of the incense. Part of the priest's duties was to maintain this area. Behind the veil or curtain separating the holy place from the most holy place was the Ark of the Covenant. Only the high priest was allowed in the most holy place and only once a year. God told Moses in Leviticus 16 and 2 to tell Aaron that he could not go into the most holy place anytime he wanted. God was preparing to appear before them and the high priest must be ready to receive him properly. Aaron was to wash, put on his linen garments, and bring two goats as a sin offering for Israel, along with the ram as a burnt offering. He would also present a bullock as a sin offering for himself and the other priest. Aaron would take both goats, cast lots, to determine which goat would be the sin offering and which one would be the scapegoat. All of the sins of Israel would be transferred to the scapegoat. The scapegoat would be taken into the desert and set free. This is a reference to Jesus taking on our sins while we go free. My friends, Jesus has shed his blood as the perfect sacrifice once and for all. No more bulls, rams, goats, doves, or pigeons need to die. Will you accept his sacrifice today and be free from your sins? Let's pray. Father, thank you for allowing your son to be the one to take away our sins. In the name of the chosen one, Jesus Christ, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for great ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.